Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good tomorrow, everybody. This is the darker side of midnight. I am Matt Blaze, producer and board up of the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. With me, he is our local board operator, the one, the only. Elias is here. What's happening? And appearing for the first time, he was our screener, telephone talent coordinator, associate producer, the one and the only. Jake is here today. It's great to be here with you this morning. There you go. See, I, I like that. He's got the energy. He's already got the energy after being here doing his first overnight with us on the other side of midnight. Now, this, of course, is the darker side of midnight where we talk about what Frank Morano talked about last night, early this morning, however you want to call it. Today is August 17th. So if you're listening to this, you want to listen to The Other Side of Midnight for the same day as the two shows go together. But as we were like a little behind this week, since we didn't do podcast on Friday, we're still catching up. And I didn't want to make yesterday's a too long. So there is something that Frank talked about yesterday, meaning the 16th, and then something he just talked about earlier this morning. He referenced it. And this was... This whole stupid thing about names. Uh, generational names, to be right. specific. Generational names. In other words, so Jake didn't really hear this conversation. So we can ask him the way Frank asked me. Now, if, give me an example. Sure. Let's say you got a guy whose name is Joe Kennedy. Okay. Right? And his father is named Joe Kennedy, and his grandfather is also named Joe Kennedy. Right. What do you call each one of those? Joe Kennedy, Joe Kennedy Jr., and Joe Kennedy III. Ah. Ah. So this is where Frank had the problem. Right, Elias? Well, no. Well, no, actually, with that. With that, that's fine. That, that, no, that did right. That is what Frank liked. That yeah. was that was what Frank that's, said is the way to go. That's, now that's how the world should be, according to Frank. Now, right? What if? Okay. What if? Oh, you know what? I should explain it this way. What if you have Joe Kennedy? Joe Kennedy's father is Robert Kennedy. Robert Kennedy's father is Joe Kennedy. Then what do you call the Joe Kennedy, the grandson? A couple of people who didn't win the presidential election. Right. <laughs> That's well, true. Yeah. But in the, in the generational naming, oh. if you have Joe Kennedy, Joe, Ken- yeah. Joe Kennedy, his son is Robert Kennedy, his son is Joe Kennedy. How do you 
How would I think you call the, him? That would be the Joe Kennedy the second, the second Joe Kennedy, because he's the second Joe Kennedy in that line. Wait. I'm I'm forgetting. <laughs> you said Joe Robert Joe, so the second right. Joe would be Joe the second, right? I'm forgetting what Frank's problem was. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. Frank's problem was that if Joe Kennedy, the grandson, is named after the grandfather, what Jake is saying is right. He is Joe Kennedy the second. Frank is saying no. It should just be Joe Kennedy. You restart you if rest- there's if it's non if it's not he he called it sequential yeah and I said it's not it's not actually sequential because it's math math is sequential it was I would say more generational if you go from one to the other he, to the other yeah it's not really sequential because sequential I well I guess you could say it's sequential it's sequential in, in terms of bloodline bloodline yeah 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 so what Frank was saying that. As Jake just said, Joe Kennedy II would not be Joe Kennedy II. He'd just be Joe Kennedy because because his father is Robert Kennedy, and it skipped the generation. So that means the Joe Kennedy, the grandson of Joe Kennedy, starts it all over again. So if Joe Kennedy grandson has a kid and names him Joe Kennedy, then Frank is saying. There would be now a Joe Kennedy Sr. and a Joe Kennedy Jr., but Joe Kennedy, the grandfather or great-grandfather, is just Joe Kennedy now. Like, that's what Frank was saying, that it doesn't follow the line. The only way you can be called the third is if your father was the junior and his father was the senior. That's Frank's thinking, but in the terms of actual naming, if you're named after your uncle that has the same name as you, you are considered the second because your uncle is still the original. I don't know if you call him the first, but or you call you don't call him senior and you don't call him junior because he's not your father, he's yeah. your uncle. But in the naming ways, he would be considered a second. Frank's saying no. That makes no sense. In his in his in Frank's world, that makes no sense because in Frank's life, Frank named his son Carmine after his father Carmine, which would make his son Carmine the second. Well, in Frank's eyes, it wouldn't. But th- well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. In Frank's eyes, it wouldn't make him. I think he just doesn't like the tag at the end. Right. I, th- I think he wants to keep the name all for himself. And Frank is like, well, I have an uncle named Frank, which would make Frank also the I second. I thought he said he had an uncle named Carmine, right? Ooh. No, I think he had an uncle named Frank. No, his father is Carmine. Frank's father. Oh right, no, Carmine. he has a cousin Carmine. Right. right, he has a cousin Carmine. So does that mean his son is Carmine the third because he's got a cousin Carmine? Like he doesn't understand. Like first of all, it doesn't matter if you have a cousins don't count. It's just that it's the immediate lineage, father to son or even uncle. Cousins don't matter. It's just, it's just uncles, and fathers, sons, mothers, daughters, aunts. Because how many mothers? Name their daughter after um, them, yeah. but they're never like junior. Uh, yeah, I don't think women are ever junior. Never or the second. Yeah, I yeah, I'm yet to meet one. Right, that's Queen, what I'm saying. Queen Elizabeth the second. Yeah, but they're saying well, well, the whole thing. Somebody was, brought up royalty doesn't count. Well, they have a whole different. See, that's system. the whole thing. So Frank, in Frank's mind, royalty is its own thing. Like royalty and popes do their own thing because that's what you do. And I can understand his thinking in that way. 
because well, not really so much with royalty because it's the same thing. Popes is different because you actually pick your name. So in other words, if there's a Pope John Paul and then he the, then then Pope John Paul II, he actually picked the name Pope John Paul. So then he would be the second. But in terms of being named after a king or a queen, that's your actual name. You didn't pick it. Like like whose whose son now is George? Which prince's kid George, is George? George is uh, is that William's, William's kid? It's William's son. Yeah, because yeah, he's in line for being to be the king. So he's and, yeah, Prince George, whatever. He, I don't know what number he is. There were quite a lot of Georges. Yeah, they, they've so, kind of tired that name. Right. Though. So when he becomes the king, he's going to be like King George the fifth or the sixth. I, I listen. I I could Come care on. less. I don't care. I couldn't care any less. I should say about the England and the king and the queen and the monarchy and all that bullshit because it makes no sense to me. We left them. I don't understand why people. Two hundred and fifty years ago, I we don't under, won. Yeah, I don't understand why people are so obsessed with royalty. When we left, we won. We got away from those people. Why are we celebrating them? There were royal wedding parties. Ridiculous. You know, five or six years ago, when. Uh, Maybe maybe more than that. When Meghan that was, Markle and Prince Harry, yeah. who believe me, by, I'm telling you right now, within the next five years, they're getting divorced. Hundred, yeah. Or they they're taking a marriage break right now. Exactly. Yeah. So maybe in less than five years. Jake, what do you think? Getting divorced. Two two and a half years. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to two take and a half years. I'm, I'm going right. to go different here. I'm going to take the money line here. I wouldn't doubt it. Wait. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it at all. So Frank, in his head, doesn't think that if the once the line is broken and not going in order that you should no longer attach a second or third or fourth to anybody in the family. It has to be grandfather or great you say son, father, grandfather, great grandfather. They all have to have the same name for you to be considered a third or a fourth. Now, I was looking all this up and I said that I was the one who told Frank. I said, "Well, if you're named after an uncle, then you're the second just because it's in the family. And Frank yeah. didn't like that. And I actually did look it up on like an ancestral website. And they said, yeah, that's what it is. Now, there's no written law. There's no nothing set in stone mm-hmm. when it comes to this stuff. It's just really what you want to do in your family. But this is sort of widely considered. And I guess like he was saying, his son Carmine is not going to go around saying, I'm Carmine Morano II. I don't think when people are introducing themselves, they don't really introduce their their lineage title. You well, know? Like, well, I don't mean an introduction, but I mean like on paperwork. Hello, I'm Charlemagne Astor Vanderbilt the Fifth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, please pass the gray poupon, please. Mm. I don't think even like on your license, they're not gonna. He's not gonna write Carmine Morano the second because he's named <laughs> after his grandfather. He's not gonna do that. So Frank did allude to that a few times today. When something somebody brought up something about names, one of the things that Frank did talk about today was his diner experience. He loves it. And he says he loves diners. Now, this is a guy, I'll have you know, that A, does not accept American cheese as a real cheese. Which is prime diner food. Right number there. one. It's on half, half the every things Every burger, get. every grilled cheese. No. Frank, that he will he will have your head. I said I said to him once that I like American cheese and a burger. He said, "What? What? That's not even real cheese. You gotta go with cheddar." 
He was so annoyed. What did he say about cheddar? That's a that's a real man's cheese. Yeah, like cheddar's like? a real cheese. Yeah, yeah. No, not not American cheese. Meanwhile, he's he's admitted that he liked Velveeta, that he likes Velveeta, and he would like a Velveeta scented nail polish that uh, Rachel would wear. He'd like that because Curtis talked about that. That's heresy. And, and and he said that. Meanwhile, Velveeta is is the fakest of all fake cheeses. Velveeta's not real at all. Then top it off, he says he likes diners, but. He doesn't go to chain restaurants. Oh, it's it's too much. It's too, he's too he's it's it's too uh, below his his palate for him to subject himself to a chain restaurant. Like he begrudgingly took Carmine when they were in I guess I think Atlantic City Probably. to the Rainforest Cafe. Oh, because that's a chain restaurant. But for Carmine, he sacrificed himself and his precious palate. To bring Carmine to some place like the Rainforest Cafe, they have the sound, like they're in the rainforest, it's like raining, there's animal sounds going off, you're, you're like you're in the middle of a jungle. So he sacrificed for his son, but he doesn't go to chain restaurants. But this guy's, this guy's ordering the broiled sea bass with lobster tails at the diner. That's the one place you never buy seafood or eat seafood was, is at a diner. They did they did an SNL skit on that. And that, loves, that yeah. yeah, that made a that was like the biggest thing for a week and a half. It's so true, but it's true. It's like and he goes, Wow, they have all these items on the menu yeah. and they bring it out in ten minutes. You don't want seafood that they can just bring out in 10 minutes when they have 100 other items on the menu. The, the larger the diner menu, the more skeptical I get. He said it takes him 20 minutes to decide on what he's going to get. He's flipping through right. the pages. You know, the, the diner menu's got 15 pages. Oh, you, you know everything's bound to be delicious, of course. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah of the, course. That's what he's saying. Like, everything's so great at the diner. No, everything's not so great. Let me tell you what's great at a diner. You get a burger. At a diner. Get any kind of burger you want. Me, there's one and only one burger that I get at a diner. And no matter what diner I go to, it doesn't matter if it's in New York, New Jersey, does not matter. I can go to any diner, walk in, not even look at the menu, and say, yeah, I'll take the cheeseburger. I'll take the bacon cheeseburger deluxe. That's it. There you go. Every diner has that. And they can't screw it up? They can't screw it up, and you know it's going to be good. You don't order seafood. You don't order a, a, a pasta dish. I mean, who goes to the diner to get spaghetti and meatballs or to get lasagna? Yeah, maybe a four-year-old or a pregnant woman. Right. That's, or the that's, four, that's, yeah. that's about it. A four-year-old's getting macaroni and cheese from the kids' menu. And that, that's that's straight from the box, Kraft mac and oh, cheese. Oh, 100%. That, <laughs> there, there, there is no uh, real cheese. No love? That. No love in that? No. No. Not. I mean, think about this. This Maybe guy's spit. This, yeah, <laughs> this guy's talking about he wants to buy the swordfish from the diner, and it comes out in ten minutes. What do you think? The, how long do you think that swordfish was sitting there all day for them to heat it up and have it out to you in ten minutes? And that's what you're going to order. And, and he doesn't know what to order. He says, "Oh, I, there's so many choices. I've narrowed it down to four, and I decide I'm going to have breakfast." And then he buys some kind of a gets a Greek wrap. That's First of all, how is that breakfast? That's not a breakfast. Food. And then they said to him, and, and I guess yeah, he was right with this. He says, why do you have two menu items named the same yes, thing? Yes. I agree with that. That's wrong. But even still, you get a breakfast at the diner, you get the Western omelet, you get a ham and cheese omelet, you get some kind of eggs with the hash browns. And he even said they offered him, like, what, coleslaw, 
or, oh no, potato salad or french fries? And he goes, I see, that's like an odd choice. He's right, because what you're ordering really isn't breakfast. I don't care what the diner calls it. If you're not getting eggs, pancakes, french toast of some kind, it's not breakfast. There are some things on a menu that aren't. They're, right. They aren't for ordering. They're right. for they're, looking at. Yeah. And they're not ordering, especially for breakfast, no matter what the menu, however they classify it on their menu, this means the menu's wrong. And he said, he said he wasn't, uh, didn't he say to you that that it, the options weren't the problem? Right. It was. It was that he can't decide. So here's the thing with Frank. So the way Frank decides, and it's why he says he doesn't like going by himself, this is the reason why. Because this is the way he, so in other words, Frank can't think for himself is what he's telling you. That, that, that is exactly what he's saying because what he's saying is I get a bunch of choices and he'll probably pick like the most popular things that people are going to order on a menu, right? So he goes with a group of people. He lets everyone else order first because then he doesn't ever want to have a, a – he doesn't want any kind of experience where – he and someone else ordered the same thing. He doesn't like that. I think that's stupid. I always thought it was stupid. If you want to order something, order what you like. Who cares if somebody else eats it? Yeah, especially if you're going to a place that, maybe not a diner, but a place that has a signature dish. Right. And and somebody orders a signature dish before you. Yeah. And, and you're like, okay, I'll get a side of fries instead of, you know, the main thing, just because you're too embarrassed to get the same thing. But hear me out, it's guys. It's ridiculous. What if you... You know, breakfast or lunch with five other people, right? And two, the first two people who order get the same thing. Is he yelling at them? Is he is he is he upset? What, what does oh, he yeah. do? Upset? Yes. His his head inside is, is is he steaming? There's probably steam coming out of his ears. He doesn't know what to do or think, and he'll probably yell at those two people. He'll probably make a big deal out of it. Why are you ordering the same thing? Don't you want to order something else? He can't process that. That's too much for him. So, again, he can't think for himself. So he'll let everybody else order first, and then he'll order. So he has to. He always wants to be. He has said this. He always wants to be the last person to order. So he knows he's not copying anybody else, and he always looks like he's original, even though he, he might have his mind dead set. I'm like, you know, I really want to get this ribeye steak. I really want this. Oh, I really want that salmon, as he says. Oh, I really want it. But if somebody else gets it, boom, he's like, swordfish. He's like, damn, oh, I can't get that now because somebody else ordered it. And for me, order it. Who cares if other people order it? Because I'll tell you right now, when I went to the diner with my friends, we all ordered the same. We yep. always got the bacon cheeseburger deluxe or a cheeseburger deluxe or, or the mozzarella sticks. Everybody, oh. That's all we ever got. Everybody got that. And then, you know, sometimes people might have breakfast. You get an omelet. You get whatever. That happened, too. But most of the time, we always ordered the same thing. I didn't care. I'm going to eat what I want to eat. I'm going to eat what I like. I'm not going to say, you know what? I really wanted that bacon cheeseburger, but instead, I'm going to order... The lasagna at the diner because nobody else ordered it. No one else ordered it, and I know it's going to be out there in two seconds or or the other thing, which I guess I, – I think here's the things that you order at a diner. This is what I think. And I, would, I wouldn't because I would just, like I said, cheeseburger just dogs. Cheeseburger dogs, yeah. You can get the meatloaf, get meatloaf. the pot roast. This is stuff that you get okay, at, okay. at a diner. Sure, sure. Chicken pot pie, things like that. You're not getting, like I said – you're not getting. You don't go to the diner because they have great Italian food. You know what I mean. You go to an Italian restaurant. 
Yeah. You don't go, it's not the option. It's an option for people that have absolutely no, zero taste or, or have absolutely no idea about restaurants. It's a catch-all. Right. In other words, let's say you get, look, we're a lot different in the New York area because we've grown up in this area. We have all different food, restaurants, actual, legit cuisine from all over the world in New York. Now, you go to a place like, I don't know, Indiana, and let's just say there's a diner in Indiana, and they have spaghetti and meatballs. You're like, hey, they got Italian there. Right, we can go to the diner. They got everything. And then you go tell your friends, this is the best Italian food I've ever gotten. Oh, I'm sure it is in at, Indiana. At, yeah, Don's Diner in right. Indiana. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I've noticed this. I don't know if you guys have, but have you ever been to a diner outside of New York and New Jersey? It's like, it's weird. They have a very limited menu. Look, New York and New Jersey diners, like Frank said, they got pages of menu. They got everything you could possibly want to order. I was at the Edison Diner last week. Has everything, right? Everything. That, yep. That's 10 pages of menu, oh, yeah. double-sided. I've been to the Edison Diner, and I can tell you right now, they, they have everything. It's New Jersey Diner. But you go to a diner outside of New York and New Jersey, they got a two-page, three-page menu. They're actually open from like 10 p.m., 10 a.m. to like 9 p.m. Yep. They're not, they, they, and they don't have everything like a diner. And the food they do have, like let's say you order, and these are other, other things you could order at a diner, like a corned beef sandwich or a pastrami on rye, like something like that. Sure. Because they have nice stack sandwiches yeah, at diners. Meat. Absolutely. If, if you go to a diner outside of New York and you order the pastrami, it's like a thin little sandwich. You go to New York, New Jersey, they got the, they put a pound of pastrami. You can't on fit that, that in your yeah, mouth. You, can't, you, you end up taking half of it off and bringing it home with you because mm-hmm. you can't fit it in your mouth. You go to a diner outside New York, New Jersey, it's this thin little sandwich like you made it in your house. It's not like a big diner deli sandwich. So he, things are different. And why he said, he's like, oh, I go by myself. I don't know what to do. Look, I could go anywhere by myself. You go to a diner by yourself, you sit at the counter, first of all. That's the place you go. You sit at the counter. You don't think of a booth. Right. You don't think of a booth or a table. I really, you know, when when he was talking, I was picturing him at a booth, and then I realized this is totally wrong. Right. This this booth could be going to some uh, family. Family. Of course. A couple. Anybody. Anybody. Anybody else. That's right. I hope Frank sat at the counter. I hope he was respectful. I don't know if he did. Radio stars get the booth. Maybe that's what he was thinking. Uh, who knows what yeah, he was thinking. Yeah, he got the superstar booth Yeah, the, the superstar uh-huh. booth. Yeah, with his pictures on the wall now. The Frank Morano booth at the diner. With his headshot on the wall. I loved the swordfish. Thanks, <laughs> Yeah, Frank. thanks. They named it after him. Uh, the salmon. I love the salmon or whatever. What did he order? Do you remember even what he ordered? It was the yeah the Greek uh, the, the Greek wrap. Oh yeah, yeah so the, like the Greek wrap. We and said he was that. Yeah, yeah. They, they renamed him, yeah, the, the second the... Greek wrap to the Frank wrap. Right, 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 right. They, they named a Greek wrap, well, but will. it was a breakfast Greek wrap. I, I don't even know how a Greek Greek wrap is breakfast. And then they asked him how he wanted his eggs, and he didn't know. Meanwhile, this is the guy who he said claimed, he wanted poached. Well, well, yeah, but at first he he said he had to think about it. But I'm like, this is Mr. Eggs over here. This guy loves egg salad. He's eggs. He said eggs is like his favorite food ever. And he had to think how he wanted his eggs. And this was a a giant uh, uh, a source of confusion in his brain when they asked him, "What? How would you like your eggs cooked? If yeah, you're an egg guy, you should know right away how you want your eggs cooked." I think his brain was a little scrambled. Well, it probably was, knowing Frank, it was scrambled. He can he he had too many options on the menu. So that this is this is another Frank Morano George Costanza 
moment, as we like to call them. The other thing he went over was Atlantic City and how Bally's has now banned anyone under the age of 21 from being in the pool area. And he wasn't in favor of this. Now, he asked me, and I said, well, here's the reason. It's because you have these degenerate gambler parents that want to be in the casino, and they just throw their kids in the pool area, and these maniacs are running around, bothering everyone, splashing people, running, jumping, and have no supervision. Now, the supervision is left up to, I guess, I would assume... The hotel's got a lifeguard Guard. at the pool, I would think. Maybe they don't. I don't know. They're like 16-year-old on break from school lifeguards, something like that. Whatever they are, they are now responsible for these little uh, maniac kids running around while the parents are degenerately gambling, playing Baccarat or, or like Frank. And that's why he's annoyed because he's thinking, oh, I can't leave Carmine in the pool by himself now. And I have to bring him on the casino floor with me, and I can't do that. What am I going to do with Carmine when he becomes, listen, the kid's 18 months old right now. He's not going to leave him alone. But let's say when Carmine's seven, eight years old and can kind of, or if I know where, Frank go like, oh, I know where he is. He's at the pool. Oh, wait, I can't bring him to the pool. Damn, where can I put him now? That's what he's thinking. Yep. He's annoyed because he has no one to babysit Carmine while he's gambling. He'll have to ship in his sister again. Right. And the other thing, I, you know, Elias, you were here for this. Jake was not here for this. Now, last Friday, we had a meeting that we have almost every Friday. We have a, a show meeting with our program director, Matt Meany. Matt Meany told us that last week he was in Las Vegas to see Tony Orlando. And Frank asked him, if did, did you do any gambling? Of course, Frank asked him if he did any First gambling. First question. First question. And Matt said, well, yeah, I did a little bit. And he says, I, I, I was playing roulette. And then Frank goes, ah, roulette is the worst thing to play. You never play roulette, okay? Followed by, this is what Frank says, you never play roulette. The next thing out of his mouth is, the most money I ever won in one sitting was playing roulette. Right? Totally Elias, true. Yes or no? 100%. That's exactly what he did. He yep. said, never play roulette, then said, the most money I've ever won in one sitting was at roulette. And, and, and continues to tell the story of how he won so much money. Of how he won the money, and he doesn't even know if he actually won the money for real or if, or if it was a mistake. If he stole it. Yeah, it could have been. Well... He didn't steal it. No, no, he said that he stole it. Not, 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 not conventional. Not, not in that sense. Stole. In other words, he thought he put the chip down or the money, I don't know if he put a bill or whatever, on a certain number, and then that number didn't come up, and then all of a sudden they start giving him all these chips because he was apparently on another number, and he won like $3,500. And he, he doesn't know if he really put it on which chip he put it, which number he put it on, because he meant to put it on one number, and he never saw that it was on the other number. So he didn't know. So they start counting out all this money, and he's like, what the hell? And then at first he said he was going to he was gonna keep going, and then once he saw the money being counted out, he goes, oh, no, I'm out. And he took his chips. He said he ran to the cashier, cashed him in, and got the hell out of there. He said he was running 
He was running just fast enough to be inconspicuous. Yeah. Like he was fast walking. As if probably. he was doing something wrong. Yeah. Just to make sure that, because he was sure they were going to like, because they, they came over to him and they said, wow, that's a big win. So he goes, oh, that's it. I'm done. They're they looking at me on the cameras. They see what's going on. They know what was wrong. And they just went, no, nice win. And he was like, oh, thanks. And then he just got the hell out of there. So he says, don't gamble and don't play roulette, but he won the most money ever in one sitting at roulette. That makes no, I mean, this is Frank Morano logic. Tell someone else not to do something where you won the most money. And he's talking about certain things that he said were true because he was talking about the odds and there's the, the whole thing with the double zero and it doesn't pay right. It's The odds aren't actually the real odds. Right. I understand that. I get it. But how could you say don't play this and then go, oh, and by the way, I won the most money I ever won at a casino by playing roulette. How does that make any sense? It doesn't. Of course it doesn't. This is Frank we're talking about. Especially because he's not even sure that he actually won either. Yeah. Yeah. But even still, if even still, the roulette wheel won you the most money you ever won and won sitting at a casino. Why are you now telling people never to play roulette? When when that's how you won. I mean, look, it's an easy game. You, you, they roll the ball, you put it on black or red or the number, and it pays you X amount of dollars. It's not that tough. I mean, and, and again, he plays Baccarat, which also isn't that tough. No. It's not a tough game. Craps is a hard game to learn. And he's not that good at that either. He loves, oh, I'm shooting craps, shooting craps. I mean, Curtis always talks about it. Frank Morano shooting craps at the Borgata. Well, I don't know, Jake, if you've heard the video of Frank shooting craps. I have not. And I, I can't, I don't, I don't know where it is. It's in the system here, and I can't, I can't really find it that fast. But I will tell you what it is. It's Frank Morano giving an instructional video on how to shoot craps, and then he's like, "Come on, he's like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on." Ah, oh, crapped out again. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I lost $60. All right. Well, okay. This is the video of him instructing people to shoot craps, but he's really showing them how to crap out is what he's showing them. That's the Frank Morano Atlantic City experience right there. <laughs> it totally is. 100%. percent great instructional video. Now, the other thing, and this just proves this, he talked about taking a test and what exactly is a psychopath. And I will tell you, Frank Morano is a psychopath. Definition. Perfect. Definition of a psychopath. Telling someone not to play roulette when that's how much you won the most money ever. Ordering sea bass at a diner. Who does that except for a psychopath? And screaming about American cheese. Yeah. And telling American cheese is not cheese. It's not real cheese. It's called American cheese. You don't love your country. You don't love America. How could you not love the cheese? He's telling people at his house at his barbecue. Don't get the American cheese. Make sure you get the burger with the cheddar. He was telling people this at his own barbecue. Because because his wife, Rachel, because he complained about, oh, I can't, I can't possibly have American cheese. Oh, again, my palate will not take American cheese. I have to have cheddar. I can only have cheddar cheese. I'm Frank Marano. I can only have the cheddar cheese. American cheese is just not good enough for me, even though it's a barbecue where you put American cheese on a burger. 
What's wrong with you? This is the definition of a psychopath in my estimation. Not even this. It's, it's exact. And not to mention, not, 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 not too much of a dig, but this man talks on the radio from 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. every day. Yeah. You got to be a certain kind of psychopath to do that. That is true. You have to be. And look, I'll admit, I'm a psychopath too because I do the same thing. I do the same hours. And I love it. And I tell people this. I don't want to be here during the day. Frank likes to make fun of me. He goes, oh, because I never go out. I don't like to be around people. I don't like to talk to people. I, I fully admit, I fucking hate people. I will say it. I hate people. I hate crowds of people. I don't want to talk to anyone. That is why I am here in the overnight. They cause I don't all wanna, the problems. I don't want to deal with all the bullshit that goes on during the day. A million people running around, craziness, this and that, and this and this and this one and that one and this one. Who? I don't need that. I want to be away from people as much as possible. People are nothing but annoying to me. They, they cause nothing but problems. I want to be with the least amount of people possible. That is me. And honestly, if you think about it, Mr. I have so many commitments every weekend, but though he works in the overnight and there's not a lot of people but us around here. So he's not that far off of being like me. And I think a lot of it is because, look, he's got a wife, he's got a son, they have family, his wife's family, she has a big family, so they have obligations and commitments. I get it. But you know what? I think if Frank, if he had the option where he didn't have to do all this stuff, he'd, he'd want to stay home once in a while. He'd want to do do nothing. But he's he has taken on all these commitments on himself. And it's sort of like, you know, his wife, Rachel, is the planner of what they do on the weekend. And maybe she likes to go out and do things. I don't know. But for me, I think Frank wouldn't care either way. I don't know. I mean, maybe he wants to get away from Rachel once in a while. I mean, because... This is his escape? Well, look, Frank is Frank. I mean, come on. She's (laughs) on his ass. Every once in a while... He, he he's he's he always talks about you know I, you know I never have time to read or you know I you know every once in a while I get get away from my kid or whatever it is but he only spends you know three or four minutes or, you know three or four hours with, uh, right. with him anyway. Well, he spends six hours reading a diner menu every week. I think that's <laughs> enough reading for him. Yeah, seriously, that that's probably all the reading he wants to do. And he talks about how he has this giant collection of books that he'll never get to. And it's why like, keep adding to it? Yeah, but but he will keep adding to it. And yeah. then he goes, well, send me books that are short because I don't have a lot of time. And look, it is true. When we work the hours that we do, you don't have a lot of time because you're sleeping during the day. You never really sleep right. I mean, I think I do at this point. I sleep right. Uh, Mr. Uh, I got arrested last night, just walked by Curtis Sliwa. Is he getting ready for his hit? On Sid, I would have called him in here, but he kind of walked by too fast. He probably slept like a baby tonight. We get the exclusive first. Not really, because the podcast, you play at any time. But he'll be on with Sid in, uh, what time is it now? We're at 6 o'clock, so in about an hour, he'll be on uh, with Sid Rosenberg at his 7.05 slot. This is August 17th, and this is the day after Curtis was arrested at... uh, Last night in Queens at the rally. A little under 12 hours ago. Yeah, it was like, what is it, 8 o'clock or something like yeah, that? He got arrested at yeah. the rally, and he is already here and, and raring to go. 
and so you, so I would say listen to that, but I hope you listen to it. And if you're listening to this before that, go back and listen to the Sid in the Morning podcast, and you'll hear what Curtis had to say at the rally at Creedmoor in Queens about Tent City and, the, and where to put the migrants, which is uh, what's dominating right now in the news and in New York City. And unofficially, I think, um, Curtis sort of announced that he would be running for mayor again because he said you got to have a chance to vote for me in two years. Uh, it's pretty much a hint sounds right like, there. Uh, sounds like a ticket to me. And I would say that our own Frank Morano will be uh, absolutely helping on that campaign like he did with uh, Curtis's first campaign. I think he pretty much ran his campaign uh, a lot because uh, Frank's into that stuff. All right. I think we've talked enough about, as Curtis would say, the Mameluke Frank Morano. Uh, again, this is the darker side of midnight where we talk about what Frank Morano talked about earlier this morning, today being August 17th. So if you're listening to this show, the darker side, you want to listen to the other side of midnight for the same date. Also remember, go to Facebook, join the Morano Radio Fans and Haters Facebook group. That's where we post the music from the show every day. That's where you can see all of the back and forth arguing, arguing, argument, arguing that goes on between people in the Facebook group. Who says what? Who's this? Who's that? Um, it is definitely an experience. So if you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, Morano Radio fans and haters over on Facebook. And we end it like we do every day. Your influence counts. Have your pets spayed or neutered.